you ever thought about starting your own podcast? You know, like what I got? Well, let me tell you. When I was starting out, I had a lot of questions. Didn't know how to answer them. Didn't know where to start. How do I start a podcast? How do I get off the ground? How do I record my episodes? How do I get them on the major platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and other places? Well, the answer to all of those is one thing. Anchor FM. Anchor FM is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. Free 99. You cannot beat that. And what's better, it's ridiculously easy. And now Anchor can match you great sponsors too, so you can get paid for your product like more. Let me tell you, when I started out, I'm not even going to say the names of the places that I was trying to have my podcast hosted at. And it was nice, and I thought I was happy for a while. But when I found out about Anchor, 100% free, limited space, the only way you can beat that is if they pay you. And I guess if you do ads, they kind of do. If you always wanted to start a podcast and making money doing it, go to Anchor FM backslash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using anchor that's anchor.fm backslash start can't wait to hear your product i want to shout out to a podcast named i black man podcast thank you for your comments i can't believe that i'm actually somebody that motivates you by this podcast maybe it's M that motivates you I don't know who on here what about this motivates you but thank you for your support I really appreciate it this is the I black man podcast offensively black it's me it's me it's M-A-P. Yo, what up, though? It's your boy, Miles Amadeus Prowl here. And if you're hearing my melodious voice, you know this is our Black Man Podcast. I believe this is episode 19. Um, yeah, sorry to interrupt the whole flow of stuff. This is, I know you guys were probably in by you guys, all four of you who do that, who dedicated to listen. Um, but yeah, I took a break between last um, episode 18, part one, 18, part two. I just, um, I don't know. Hey, I'm going to be honest with y'all. That shit takes a long time to edit. Because um, how I do it, I don't have it set up yet. So I have it like from two different audio sources. And I got to put them together, mix them. It's a lot, a lot of shit to do. And then I got a family and this hobby called a life. So that gets in a lot of way. And I just had a couple things I need to get off my chest real quick. I think I'm going to name this one. My wife says I should talk about Takashi 6 9 and put it in the title. Because it's the truth. For y'all who uh, watched, you know, our black man shorts, I've done the beautiful, glowing, um, radiant, massive, luxurious Adams is my wife. And um, she gashes me for all this shit, which is not a problem. And she was just saying, you know, stay topical on this type of shit. So I guess I will do that. Oh, Takashi 6 9 thing. I, um, I almost think it's poetic. It's so um, how it's working out. I predicted the shit. I thought, and I think it might be a trend that probably has been going on, but it's coming to surface now, of like gangs and, and criminals and shit using people for fronts and just reaping the benefits. Because, I mean, you know if them, them fucking Treyway niggas wasn't behind him, there's no way in the world that um that shit would happen. You know, he wouldn't, I mean, would happen. He wouldn't be, he wouldn't have got on at all. 
shit, you know, but I'm, I'm a 90s hip-hop head. Nigga, you wouldn't have got it. You're not hard enough to pull off that look. But if you look at his music and take it as like a mockery of what gangster rap has become, it's pretty funny. I think so. But yeah, um, I think he's done for. Sorry, y'all, for the uh, noise and shit. I'm getting um, getting text messages and shit about this. Uh, what's it, Wilder fight? I ain't gonna be able to watch it. But anyway, so yeah, it's it's it's, and also with that, I think it's quite interesting that uh, your boy Charlemagne said he would suck his dick, which I think is not. I'm all for a gay joke. I'm all for all that shit. But you work up to that shit, you know. You don't just be like, I suck a nigga's dick. Nah, no, you gotta. But, you know, it's whatever. It's not the first questionable thing that niggas say. But as people will say to me, you just, you saying questionable shit, blah, 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 but you ain't nobody. I don't care. More power to Charlamagne. I ain't knocking that nigga. I just think this whole thing with Takashi is gonna come back. The problem with social media and all this shit is like I always be bitching about. You don't know what the fuck is real no more. So he can say, oh, I'll put that hit on that dude, but that was me playing. We trolling. You don't know what the fuck is real no more. And because of that, and that line is so fucking blurred, it's going to be a lot of shit. I think this might be the, um, that and that, uh, what's that nigga's name? Um, XXXTentacion, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't listen to half these niggas no more. And even with this hip-hop shit, I'm thinking of quit leaving this group I'm in on Facebook. It's called, like, I forgot. It's a hip-hop group. And a lot of it be cool, but it's like niggas be like, who's your top favorite producers? Like, nigga, Dilla, uh, Pete Rock, um, Premier. Niggas name it like, White Mill, White, Mike Mill made it. And all the other people, like, who the fuck are these niggas? Oh, they made oh, I don't listen to none of this current shit. This, I don't listen to none of this shit. So I don't know. And they're naming all these. And like, it's funny, they be talking about Detroit rappers. Like, who the best nigga in Detroit? I ain't heard no nigga better than Elzai. Except if you talking Big Sean. Oh, what about Sada Baby? I'm like, that nigga don't got no bars, though. We talking best, right? Okay, M is in the running, right? No. What the fuck? Danny Brown, right? No. Fat Ray? No. What shit is y'all niggas listening to? Well, I don't listen to a lot of this new shit, and it's like, I hate to say this, y'all. And as a nigga who grew up listening to Detroit shit, I will say this, and I am sorry for the people I offend. 90% of the music I hear from Detroit, the typical rap is fucking garbage. Niggas cannot ride a beat for shit, and I love my city, and I know it's some niggas who came through with some lyrics. Listen to some, some Slum Village. Listen to some Elzai. It's a lot M, all that shit. Them niggas can rhyme. Everybody like, oh, someone, someone, this and that. It's like niggas cannot ride the fucking beat for shit. It is so fucking annoying. That's just me. I don't know. I, I listen to shit to try to be um impressed. But again, eh. I'm in a minority. Let's see what else was my stank ass about to get into. Oh yeah, I'm um, just having a crap day today. You know what I'm saying? Um, woke up, but the other day the car was fucked up. Wife turned it on, you know, cause she take the kids to work. I mean, school. Then I come back. I mean, then she comes back. Then I go to work and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So. We, uh, she started the car the other day. Man, shit, people always want to fucking message me when I'm recording. But yeah, you know. And um, the car made a loud noise, wouldn't do shit. Long story short, we find out somebody stole our catalytic converter. Which is whack. You know, and it just made me pissed because wife was like, she was sad, you know, and they could see what they got under there and did it. 
And she just felt totally, um, you know, just violent. And I understand, you know. She was like, yeah, and I cried. And I just felt bad because my wife's security was taken away. And, you know, as a man, I just want to find that nigga and just, like, reach into his body and just pull his innards out. They just, you know, and just watch that nigga die. And let my wife know this is what happened to all those who, who wronged my woman. You know, but we got it fixed and shit. But it's just, it's just annoying, you know, but... Then it made me mad, and I'm mad about that, and I fucked around, snapped on my wife, then she got mad at me, and it's like, oh. So now I'm gonna keep it real with y'all, mother-in-law, and the two oldest. So I have to try to find a way to try to get in where I fit in before the kids come back tomorrow. People who want to get married or have kids do having sex. You gotta be strategic with that shit. You understand what I'm saying? Kiss fucking cock blockers, man. And then for niggas, the shit is whack, cause you know sometimes you gotta get that quickie shit in. It ain't a problem, you know, if you're just trying. But it's, it's whatever. You know? One of the things that uh, got me about, I was talking to my nigga, um, Black History Buff, King Carew, Bomb Carews. But yeah, I was talking to him. And we were just talking about, you know, he had a um, recording from his people. Um, over in uh, Africa and some people or whatever like that. And I was just like, man, that junk is so crazy, you know, that you got that connection. And, you know, if you've heard me talk about it a couple of times on the podcast, I wish I did. You know, the fact that just as black Americans, far back as our roots go, is a fucking south. You know, but you know, I was just telling him how hard it is to, I had to, to, just for me, my own personal journey to be black. And just to love being black. Hold on one second, let me close the door. I don't want to hear no goots. Be in my own personal journey. And it's like coming up. I remember any negative shit was always me being black. Black ass maps. Oh, ugh, he black. And I just never thought, you know. So far as I thought, I was less desirable because I was darker. And I just thought my mom was just every day. Oh, you're so beautiful. You're so dark skinned and all this and that. Blah, blah, black is beautiful. Black is great. And at the early age, I thought, like, damn, I must be ugly because she's enforcing, reinforcing this shit every day. And, you know, then I'm like, right, a little bit older, and she explained to me her problems with being black because my mother is the darkest of her brother, of her sisters, out of all her sisters. And she got treated differently for that. So she made sure that I never grew up feeling like that, really. And I didn't. I believe what my mama said is just I felt the world didn't feel the same way she did. And, um,. I would go to school when they would make fun of me. So I would tell my mom, and what she would do is, she would make fun of me being dark-skinned all the time. But we would, she would do it playfully. So she would call me, oh, you navy, blue, black, wide nose, evil, black magic. And she would say all that stuff, and we would just be joking. You know, and I would be like, oh, you, and of course, you little kid, you, you smell like poop, and you brush your teeth with pee water. So we would just go back and forth. So when I got to school, People would be like, oh, you're an African booty scratcher. And I would laugh because I'm like, dude, my mom has said meaner shit to me than that playing. You know, taught me the shadow of the universe. You know what I'm saying? So it never really bothered me when people did stuff. I just didn't understand. It really didn't get to me. I realized girls didn't like me purely because I was dark skinned. That's the stuff that got me. And I remember at an early age, I hated it. Being black, I remember I used to ask God, like, please, if if I can't be like a light skinned wavy hair nigga, it just made me white, dog. 
please. I just, I can't do this no more. It was just, I couldn't stand. It wasn't even no real racism. It was just rejection. And I wasn't even trying to get no ass. I was trying to hold a hand maybe, you know, but it, it, I, eventually I just grew on the kids are just mean. And I'm like, all right, you know, it's life. And I got over, of course, you know, you see, I got over it. But just looking back and just analyzing and just remember my first taste or, or I guess of what African was, National Geographic, watching some shit on TV, they dancing, chicks got their titties out, you know. And as a young person, I had nothing to grasp it with. And the fucked up part was I saw them, they looked like me, but in my mind, we weren't the same. You know, and as fucked up as it is, I wasn't no better than a white man looking at them savages. And everything I would see that was of Africa was always poor. Kids with just big old stomachs and they rear and they bun they bones and they chest showing flies on their eyes. And it was that Susa, Sally Struthers on TV with just a couple of dots. So it's like, you know, now I'm older, I can, you know, break this shit down. But at the time, that's all I had of Africa. Every year we go down, when the summer I had an African festival in Detroit, we would go down there, I would see shit, talk to people and stuff like that. You know, but, um, yeah, I never really had no positive influence. And it's like throughout my life, I had to learn to love myself, which is, I mean, I'm not going to bitch about that. Everybody has to learn to love themselves. I had to love myself, learned, and it wasn't even like I, I didn't learn to love being black first. I love myself in spite of being black first. Later in life, I learned how to love being black. I had braces majority of my life. And this is like in the early 90s. I got them on. And like nobody else in the school I was in had braces. And everybody used to call them bracelets. And I used to get snow play. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't until I was like in middle school for a while. Where girls was like, ah, them braces is cute. Because I used to get, you know, the rubber bands. They're like, you can get what color you want. I'm like, bet, let me get baby blue. So that was cool. You know, but then that's when girls are, oh, they cute, this and that. But nigga, I had, I had braces for eight years. From like, I think, what was it, like from eight to 16 and maybe something like 17, whatever it was. And it wasn't until like, my mom used to always tell me, just oh, I used to cry like, mommy, these hoes don't like me. Oh. I'm telling you, son, you're dark skinned. And when you get them braces off and your teeth is straight, oh, my God, nothing is better than a beautiful dark skinned man. I'm like, nah, you saying that, mama? Ain't like you gonna hook me up with no hoes. You know, excuse the noise if y'all hear that shit. It's my kids. If not, eh, fuck it. Keep moving. But, yeah, so when I got my braces off, that's when I started getting play. Girls was like, oh, my God. Because, you know, if you see, I'm dark as fuck. So, my dark ass with my straight white teeth. Oh, man, I was winning for a second. And even then, I still was losing because I was awkward. And in that time, it wasn't until I learned to say, fuck it, I don't give a fuck anymore, when I did start feeling more comfortable on my skin. But ironically, still then, I wasn't comfortable with my blackness. It took a lot of learning, a lot of reading, a lot of understanding. I had to put work in. And it's fucked up because I had to reprogram my programming, which was done not with my parents, but with just everything in life had showed me about being black. I had to look and realize and, and, and look into and find things that were dope about us to love because all they fed me was slavery and Martin Luther King. And oh, man, I used to hate that shit, man. Give me somebody else. And then somebody was like, hey, uh, look at that Turner. My dad, like, hey, read this autobiography of Malcolm X. Sweet. But yeah, in America, it's just so hard because everybody fucking hates you. The worst part to me is I don't care if you hate me. I'd rather you hate me and tell me straight the fuck up. 
They all hate you, but they want to do what the fuck you want. I mean, do what the fuck you doing. You know what I'm saying? Everybody want to, it's like you look at the world, everybody leeching off the black man. Blues, rock and roll, hip hop. You can say jazz is the same, blues, all that. You're fucking welcome. Wouldn't be shit going on right now if it wasn't for niggas. And then that's what I had to realize when I started realizing, man, we make this shit go round. You know? And it's just hard. It's really hard. And I think, you know, for my daughters, I try to beat it over the head. And for them, it's just great that I can look at my my second oldest reign. We watch, literally, we watch Black Panther every other day. Every other day. And it's just so ill. Because for me, the illest shit I had to see that made me thinking, like, dude, being black is dope. Or black niggas is dope. Saw Shaka Zulu. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wow, this, this nigga is writing shit. But even then, it wasn't the same because the movie was old as fuck when I saw it. So I'm like, man, what the fuck is this double VHS shit? Or Roots or something. And even then, we was in the Matrix, but we wasn't the main guys, you know. But for my daughter to grow up and to be seeing Black Panther at three, four years old. You know what I'm saying? I remember the trailer came off. <laughs> my daughter caught me tearing up. Like, Daddy, is you crying? I'm like, yeah, I am. Like, why? Like, nigga, you don't understand. I had to live 30-odd years to see this trailer this is the one of the highest just the trailer is one of the highest moments of me being black you know and it was like uh, i come back to that i remember when i was younger we went through the uh everybody had the fucking african phase you know all pro-black pro this and that all that everybody was queens and shit that's what to me when i was like dog it's cool to be black just to see the positiveness backed by that shit it was just beautiful that's the first time I really, but I was too young to understand that shit. I got all my cousin's chains and, and Flavor Flav clocks and shit when that shit was played out. You know what I'm saying? But with the Black Panther shit, my daughter came into the, it's three, four years old. All of them. When I all about my three, four year old, my one year old, my, my, th- uh, my other three year old, and uh, my eight year old all know about Black Panther and they have seen it. My eight year old doesn't like it. But just to see, not no whack shit, not no job shit. This nigga who's fighting along Captain America. You know what I'm saying? Who's a king of his own power. Doing it, it's just beautiful, man. And the money they put into it. You know what I'm saying? That jack is ill. And it's like, just to have the positive shit to reinforce that jack. Every day I go to work, I tell my kid, you know, I get out the car, I look at him, Harambe! They be like, Harambe! Wakanda forever! Wakanda forever! I go to work. Want them to be happy, loving being black. I reinforce that shit so much because for us, everything in your life is contrary to what you hear from me right now. As far as saying black is great, black is beautiful. You know, every day I always tell my daughters, I don't do it so much now. Because niggas be, you know, they get up and leave before I wake up. But I'd be like, who's my pretty black girl? And they always say me to every question I ask. Who's my smart black girl? Who's my strong black girl? my special black girl I tell them black is beautiful and you are too I don't want them to feel like they have to learn to love their skin and what they are I want them to just love it I had to work to love myself and love my skin it wasn't a lot of shit that we, that we did that they said that, that they told us about like I said Martin Luther King they always went oh and I'm like dog why nobody else who rose up anyway um 
if uh, if I was able to get it, you were here at the beginning of this episode. I was kind of hype. One of my favorite podcasts, Introverted Black Girl Podcast. She gave me a shout out on her on her podcast. Uh, I hit her up a while ago, and it's funny. I'll tie this into the uh, videos we do on I Black Men Shorts. Both of those. Anyway, I hit her up like when I first, before I even started deciding to do my podcast, because I am super introverted. I'm super duper 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 introverted. I will text everybody all fucking day. I don't like talking. Um, if I could, I'd have uh, somebody sit on my lap and I whisper in the ear print style and they would talk for me. But anyway, she gave me a shout out and it was really cool because I told her she inspired me and I didn't know how to do this. I just know I heard Bill Burr was like, yes, this is something I can do, you know. And then I heard her and I'm like, oh, man, OK, it's 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 not really actual. You got to You just do you. OK, bet I got this. I can do this. You know what I'm saying? So I hit her up or whatever. And it was funny. I tie that shit into the shit with the uh, I, I, black man shorts. So she had never hit me back. I hit her up twice. She had never hit me back. And I feel like, first of all, the pl- in the second one, I, I played myself. Sorry, y'all. My uh, SD card got full, so I had to uh, restart. <clears throat> so excuse me if the volume of the audio and the um, tone isn't the same. But anyway, as I was saying, I had, um, as you heard, because <clears throat> I was able to get the audio at the beginning of the podcast, I used a clip from um, Introverted Black Girl. Who uh, gave me a shout out on her podcast? Really cool. And basically, like I said, I just one of the first ones I had listened to, and I sent her um, like two emails, you know, just saying I liked her stuff, keep it up, and um, if you needed some feedback or somebody like to do some content, just you know anything, I could record something and send it to you. It's nothing, you know. So I sent it, and that's just me and my like, okay, trying to treat people the way I want to be treated. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm imagine if that was me and somebody was saying that shit to me, I'd be amp as fuck, you know. But then after I sent it. You know, the 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 nigga that destroyed me was like, man, why you sweating that motherfucker? They gonna read that shit and be like, this whole ass nigga trying to get on. Blah, 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 corny ass nigga. And I was like, damn, I, I regret that shit. That was like a month or so ago. I didn't even hear nothing back. And I'm like, damn. It ain't like I'm, you know, nigga married. It ain't like I'm trying to holler at nobody or nothing. I just don't want to look like no sucker. So it was real cool to get the uh, acknowledgement or whatever. I was at work. Doing some carpet or whatever, damn near hit somebody. I'm like, oh shit, is that me? Okay, bad. You know. And um, but I'm not saying that I'm dope, like, oh man, my play's about to go up. I don't. It's just cool to be acknowledged, and I appreciate that. And um, I don't know, like, since the flow's all messed up because it wasn't one conjoined thing, one, you know, recorded at one time, I just it's always, you know, going off the top of my head and, and shit. Of course, any noise you hear in the background is my um my third oldest. Talia Love is wilding out because of wife put up the Xmas tree, which is a big deal, I guess, for kids. Not for me. I fucking hate holidays. This is like the most depressing time of the year for me. I hate this shit. But, um, which is a subject we're probably going to do on one of the next I Black Man shorts. And basically, I guess, well, fuck it. The thing about that is, for me, I'm not real religious, you know what I'm saying? And my wife is. She she follows along with me in that. Not saying like, nigga, you better know, but you know. And it's just I look at shit like Christmas ain't got nothing to do with Christmas. Nigga, I give you a Bible and I give you a month. You can't really find me nothing in the Bible that says anything about Christmas other than like worshiping the trees of pagan sin or was a sin or paganism, you know what I'm saying? So for me, even though like people get mad at me for Thanksgiving, I call that shit Native American Genocide Day. 
That's what the fuck it was. It was the beginning of the Native American genocide. No matter how you want to mark that shit. And I just look at that shit like if I was Native American. I'd be like, look at these motherfuckers. And it's really fucked up. Cause it's not like they're not here anymore. They're still around. And that's just some fucked up shit in my opinion. You know, I'm glad they're doing away with Columbus Day. But yeah, it's just, um, I'm not going to be too much longer on here, y'all. I just wanted to make sure I got something and put it out. Yeah, oh, I recorded a big part of that and it got deleted. This is what I wanted to talk about. Um, I had heard, you know, a very bad girl, she was talking about it, people not liking people looking at the back of her head. And she's assuming that they are um, trying to figure out if she's got weave or not. And I had another conversation with somebody on Facebook. I forgot what podcast it was. And, I mean, not Facebook, Instagram, apologies. And basically it was just about dudes saying, why you got that wig on or why you wearing that weave if you got long hair? And women was getting pissed about that shit. And I'm telling them, like, you do realize as men, we don't, the average man knows shit about your hair. They don't. And unless you have sisters and shit like that, you have no reason to know. And you just take that shit as face value. Nigga, I learned a lot growing up and just after meeting my wife. I knew how to spot a weave and shit like that when I was in high school because I used to tell my friends I didn't like that shit. And they was like, all right, we're going to tell you how to. And they would just blow their mind how I would see shit that to them was obviously fake and be like, no. You know what I'm saying? Area used to be like Miles. Nigga, look at that hair. You see how straight that shit is and how long it is? Have you ever seen somebody that black with hair that long and that straight? I'm not saying it can't happen. Nigga, that thin? Come on, son. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Then, like, I was telling my cousin to tell her son about this stuff because we don't know. Like, when I was younger, it wasn't until I started growing my braids when I was in middle school, middle through, middle school through high school, that my mom realized I didn't know how to take care of, like, a long hair. I had, like, a fro. And, like, I was, um... What I would do every day, I would, you know, wet my hair in the morning, soak it, and then, you know, dry it the best I could, which still was a little damp, and just comb that shit the fuck out, because when I would wake up in the morning, that shit would just be super duper, just nappy, like my hair is stupid thick, you know what I'm saying, if my shit not combed out, nigga, you put water on that shit, it'll beat off, that's how thick my shit is, and I'm always telling me, like, oh man, I forgot how hard it was, it's been so long since I had to deal with hair like that, and I'm thinking, like, what are you talking about, and this time, like, 14, 15, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, your hair grows out straight. What are you talking about? She was like, what do you mean? I said, your hair is not curly like mine. You're a girl. Girls' hairs grow out straight. She just bust out laughing and she kept looking at me and she realized and she started thinking about it. She was like, you've never seen my real hair. Well, my mom didn't have a wig or nothing on, just was permed and pressed. And I'm like, that is your real hair. She's like, this is not how my hair grows out of my head. Really? Yes. I did not I did not know that. Yeah, my hair grows out of my head just like yours does. I'm like, yeah, right. You know, we had a long conversation about that and it just blew her mind as she had to think about it because I have a sister, but we didn't grow up together. So I never saw women's real hair. And my mom I only saw it when she went to the beauty shop. It never was hit. It just was like maybe you could see a little new growth if you was looking at, you know. And she would go and get it straightened out. Most of the time she would do it herself. So I would never see it. When it was, you know, nappy or shit like that. And back then, up until damn near when I was grown, I thought if I saw a chick with braids, nigga, that was your real hair. It wasn't until, like, I learned how to spot that shit. When I was younger, I just thought, you know, like me, my hair is down, damn near down to my ass. But growing my hair for, like, what, seven years? So me, if I didn't know any better, I would think, nigga, if I grew my hair for seven years and it grew this long, 
you've been growing your hair since you were born, since you're a girl, so your shit, sh that has to be your real hair. And it's like, no, nah, it don't work that way. You know what I'm saying? And that's stuff a lot of dudes don't think about. But women don't think to tell us and they get mad like this lady was saying, you know, y'all need to research protective styles and shit. Niggas don't do that. We take y'all at face fucking value. You know what I'm saying? And I, most niggas don't understand that. So a lot of women wear, well, a lot of women do wear weave because they don't know how to take care of their hair with all the chemicals and shit. You fuck your wig up. But they either, they, you know, they just know it's easier to put that shit on your head and go, which I can understand because I don't have to wrap my shit every night. And when I, I put a scarf on my head, you know what I'm saying? But shit, I don't even do my hair. My wife does my hair, which I'm super grateful for because it wasn't for her to been cut that shit. So I understand. And the problem with men is that we don't really care. We like what we like. Damn, now my daughter is loud as fuck. But we like what we like. And so, like, when I was younger, like I said, when I did, before I understood and, you know, got knowledge of self, I was, whoa, quote, unquote. I would see a chick with an afro or puffs or whatever and think, damn, she must have fucked up ass hair. Because, remember, up until I was damn near teen, I thought black girls' hair grew out straight. So whenever I saw somebody with like a natural style, you must have really fucked up hair. You couldn't even put heat and straighten that shit, you know, and, and that was something I had to grow up and learn to accept that, dog, you know, your woman's hair is beautiful as natural, whatever the fuck it is. But that was me. I had to undo all the programming that was done in my mind. Well, not in my mind, but to my mind, you know, from the world and stuff. And like, again, it's just, it's just hilarious to me. Women get mad. But then on the same hand, you perpetuating the same stereotype that you scream you trapped in. Now, with the whole looking at your weave thing, and I'm not trying to piss nobody off, but I'm just saying as a man. For me personally, I don't like fake shit. I don't like fake nothing. I'd rather have a chick with who, who with a with fucking with a taper and 360 ways. That's real hair. Or you could be bald and that's your real hair. I, I'm, I'd rather that than the chick with long fucking rim, whatever that shit is down to your ass. That's just me irony of that shit is my wife when I married her when I met her she used to wear that shit all the time she was the only person I loved that much I'm like I don't care now she has locks funny thing about that is I didn't make her when I accepted it was just like fuck it it's just it is what it is I don't give a fuck how your hair is as long as I got you she eventually grew her locks out surprised me made me happy again I didn't ask that's what makes her even more special well, to me but yeah you know and a lot of dudes do not like fake hair and that's the whole point for y'all doing then the whole with the thing when you got it with this fake scalp attached to the head, hair and all this because you want niggas to believe that shit is real hair. That's the whole point of it. So when you do that shit and it's like niggas, we're visual. Oh shit, this is that blah, blah. And it's funny for us because and I'm not mad because we're visual. Women know how to catch men because you, you know how to doctor yourself up. It's like I was telling my wife, you know, men tell lies. Women, you are lies. You're an optical promise. What you mean? Nigga, your lashes ain't that long. Your hair ain't that long. Your lips might not be that plump. Your tits don't sit up that sit up like that or they're not that big. Shit, your figure might not be your figure. Your ass probably ain't that fat. You ain't that tall. Your skin ain't that clear. All that shit. We just tell lies. 
nigga, you you are the lie. Not saying that oh, women are bad. No, I'm just you know giving you a, how a man would perceive this. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, and it's funny because you knock a man for looking, but it's like, dude, y'all on some super undercover shit. You have a wig made of real hair. Think about that shit. I'm not saying nothing is wrong, but for men, it's like what? It's hard enough if, when I, you know, got to the point where you could spot fake hair. Now it's a wig of fake with real hair. Oh shit! And it's just funny to me when I was just talking, you know, and I'm generally asking these people on Instagram because I'm trying to find out. And it's so funny these women are so offended, and I'm like, to me, it's almost like you offended. Like I'm walking and I'm outside, you know, I say I'm going to buy some weed or something, and I stop, I look at this nigga, like, what's up? What's good, man? Hey, y'all, what? This nigga's a narc. He get mad because I exposed him. That's the only reason why he would get mad. You know what I'm saying? And I admit it. You know, and then also somebody said something that made a really good point. Some people could wear wigs because of uh, personal trauma, maybe been a fire, cancer. And I don't advocate saying, yeah, just go up like, hey, how you doing? Touch your real hair. But since it's a subject and a topic of conversation... If anybody know, call in, you know, email, whatever. Let me know what is the proper way to ask, you know, and and because I don't, I mean, not for me. I, I got my woman. I'm straight. But to me, it's because I'm weird. The way I was raised, I was the kid going up to people like, how you doing? Talking to your mom like, how old are you? You can't ask me that. Why? Because I'm a woman. Everybody has an age. I'm six. And they would get mad at me. And I asked my mom and she'd be like, fuck it. Everybody got an age. They don't want to tell you. That's them. They obviously have at least 20 years on you. No matter what age they give you, they're going to be old. That's what I thought. So I wouldn't, I mean, of course, don't go to somebody like, how you doing with that real hair? Let me see how many minutes we got right now. Uh, we got like 13. All right, let's keep it going. So anyway, I saw this other thing, and it just on Facebook. Instagram, sorry, y'all. Kind of made me uh, a little sad. Again, the ambiance noise, if you hear loud noises in the background, it's my kids. And if you hear nothing, then maybe I'm slowly losing my mind. Anyway, yeah, so chick, I guess she's in the weave business, you know what I'm saying? And I see her, she going over here, taking pictures with the people who I guess is some either South American or Asian country. Getting the hair, and they're just in this room, just full of hair, and they just, I guess, tying it into bundles or whatever the correct term is. And, you know, she like, you know, I get it from the sun. I'm just thinking, and to me, it all looks stupid because it's like you forever stuck because <laughs> it's not like the only way you can get a lead or corner the market on that shit. If you were to fucking kidnap a family of Brazilian or Indian or Asian people and just have them grow their hair out and cut their hair and just keep them locked up and do that shit. There's no way you're going to be. And it's like you think about it and you look at that shit. Check out Chris Rock's movie. Good hair. I think yeah, it's good hair. Nigga. Oh, I think it was over there in India or some shit. Part of their religion is growing their hair out and cutting their hair. And they give that shit away for free. The profit is out of this fucking world. You know what I'm saying? You cut the hair off, you get for free to sell to people to use. It's 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 a renewable resource. It get, And it's like with that, it's so funny. Everybody buying their hair and you got to think, how we look to them? You got hair. I don't get it. You know, I understand the whole you want to be different, but a lot of times when you look at it, and that's just me, maybe I'm looking too deep into shit. 
But a lot of things people look and you do and you're desirable and you hook yourself up and people, a lot of the, 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 the attributes and things aren't really African. You know what I'm saying? It's just funny to me. Like I saw it, I forgot what was the red table, whatever, with Jada Pinkett and her mama and she just talking about shit, the anger she had for white women and blonde haired women. I just thought it was funny that her mama was blonde right next to her. I'm just thinking like, dang, that's crazy. And I, re I used to say that was an unnatural color for black women, but I can't say that because there's some black people who have naturally blonde hair. But I just think that all oh, that shit is funny and how niggas get their nose. It's done so quick to get their nose done. You know what I'm saying? It's so quick to get this long, flowing hair. And to me, man, shit ain't nothing better than Afro. I love that shit. Love that. Mm, love it. Like my woman, oh, I love her hair. If I'm kissing her, we caking, it's all in the way. It's like, I know you're getting annoyed. No, I'm not. I'm loving all this real ass hair that's in my face. Because it ain't fake. But yeah, I don't know. That's just me, you know. I'm just trying to tie y'all over to, because, uh, you know, episode, you know, 18, part two. I'm going to try to do that. This week coming up, that shit takes forever to edit. And I was so pissed with the quality of the last one. Almost didn't release it. That's just being for real. You know what I'm saying? So, that's that. Uh, I guess I'm going to get the fuck up out of here. This, I hope this wasn't too boring. For y'all, there's an in-betweener. Oh, God, my daughter, could she be any damn louder? Jesus H. Christ. So y'all know what it is, right? Hit me up, E-Y-E-B-L-A-C-K-M-A-N podcast at gmail.com. E-Y-E blackmanpodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit me up. Leave a message or call 724-313-4519. Text. Let me know what's on your mind. I'll read it online. Or, you know, call, leave a voicemail. And I think that's about it. Uh, Get up out of here before I start spazzing on my kids because she's all loud in the background. Trying to knock all this shit out. And uh, wife wants me to decorate this tree with the kids. So I'm going to have to put on my fake smile. <laughs> anyway, that's it, y'all. Um, be slow to speak, quick to listen. My name is Miles. I'm a dead prower. This is our Black Man Podcast. Offensively black. I am just killing time, can you tell? <laughs> anyway, y'all, thank you for listening, for real. Peace. Well, what can I say? It's been an interesting week this week. I have completely changed my workflow for my Instagram page, which is Black History Buff 777. It's a Black History page um, dedicated to showing all the amazing heroes. And legends that we have from black history right the way across the whole diaspora that's africa south america um america europe great britain and this week's focus has been on russia yep believe it or not russia um i thought the only black russian that i'd known of before was, I've, I've, met, I've had in a bar and that was a drink um but um this week i've been reading and studying about a man, an incredible man by the name of Alexandra Pushkin and his amazing life. 
This guy lived in 18th century Russia. He was a writer, a revolutionary, and is actually credited as being the father of Russian literature. So I've been studying about him this week, as well as, as I said, changing my workflow. I've been geeking out with the old IT hair, setting up online systems so I can catalog my research. And so hopefully, it means that I'll be able to get the post coming a lot more frequently. I'll be able to do more recordings like this a lot more frequently. And I'll be able to provide some great content going forward for the I Black Man podcast, for the Talking the Hardest podcast, and for myself, the Black History Buff 777 podcast and IG page. And also there is a I Black Man IG page, a Talking the Hardest IG page, and a Black History Buff 777 and BHB Media um, Instagram pages. If you want to know any more information about me, you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on YouTube, and you can also find me on Patreon at Black History Buff 777. So my post will be coming out in a few days once I've completed my research and I've actually um, sorted out my workflow. Once I've got my workflow nice and crisp, all these podcasts and these posts are going to be coming thick and fast. So everybody just hold tight. Thank you all for your patience. And thank you so much to the I Black Man podcast and the Talking the Hardest podcast for actually just giving me an opportunity to show some love to your platforms. Thank you. And I will speak to you all soon. Thanks for listening, and please download and subscribe so Daddy can stop being a Catholic slave.